Welcome to the Protoss Podcast. Today's date is Friday the 5th of November and you're listening to a weekly roundup of the most important stories from the past week as reported by us. This week, Patreon floats the idea of letting content creators sell their very own crypto tokens. The successor to Silk Road is ordered to give up his Bitcoin. And both sides of a billion-dollar court case argue that Craig Wright is Satoshi. First today, membership platform Patreon is considering allowing its artists to sell their own crypto tokens to fans using the site. As it stands, Patreon's legal policy currently prohibits content creators from shilling crypto through its platform, and with good reason, but now it seems to be softening its stance. Patreon's policy chief, Laurent Crenshaw, spoke at a recent conference saying how the company has heard from a number of creators who are showing an interest in offering exclusive memberships and benefits to their patrons through a coin or token. They said, quote, we thought at the very least we could explore the opportunity of making that type of offering allowable under our guidelines. However, they've got competition with existing social and creator token platforms such as Rally and XCAD. Even struggling platforms like BitClout are allowing anyone to sell their own cryptocurrencies. Many tokens being issued on these platforms resemble securities and contain code like bonding curves or price predictions that might form an investment contract between the artist and their fans. Since its fundraiser in April, Patreon is valued at over $4 billion and hosts roughly 200,000 artists on its platform. Patreon introducing new measures could also shake up the porn industry. Adult content creators have historically been marginalised by traditional payment ecosystems like PayPal, so any social tokens may have a big impact. The idea that anyone can launch a token to monetize their personalities was popularized by Ethereum. In an interview with the Delphi podcast earlier this year, Seed Club's Jess Sloss and Audius's Cooper Turley referred to community tokens as a natural outgrowth of social tokens. Turley noted that tokens can be more focused on individuals than governance tokens, which often relate to technical aspects of DeFi applications. For example, people could use community tokens to join a Discord or Telegram community or to get discounts on products. The potential of social tokens and the community economy is also recognised by Mazari's Mason Nystrom. In a number of articles, Nystrom placed community tokens, personal tokens and platform tokens as subcategories under a top level of social tokens. Turley did expand on that idea by mentioning that personal tokens can evolve into community tokens over time. Raul Pal, the co-founder of the long-form financial interview video channel Real Vision, confirmed in a July interview that Real Vision will be minting a community token. Within the interview, Pal was already pumping his yet-to-be-minted token, claiming that its market capitalization could exceed Real Vision's nine-figure equity value. He referred to the upcoming token as a layer of value which is shared between Real Vision and the token holders that didn't exist before. This is an entirely new layer of value. He said it may be worth more than the equity of Real Vision at some point, depending on what value the community has. But what exactly is PAL's need for another token that Bitcoin can't already achieve? Real Vision currently charges fees to access most of its video library. These fees prompted at least one Twitter user in April to float the idea of using a token to unlock single Real Vision episodes, something that Pal denied that he planned to do at the time. While still considering the community token, Pal said he was primarily interested in the community value ecosystem rather than purely raising money for Real Vision. Pal then told Business Insider his audience had contacted him about the possibility of using a token to join a network of expert investors. Although no token is needed for any of his proposed use cases, Pal, along with many other content creators across the internet, will probably mint one anyway. 
Next up, the lead brain behind Silk Road 2.0 has been ordered to forfeit the Bitcoin he earned running the Revival Darknet marketplace. Liverpudlian Thomas White is already serving a five-year sentence for taking over the infamous online drugstore after the FBI shut down Ross Ulbricht's original operation in 2013. Following his sentencing in 2019, the UK's National Crime Agency continued investigations into the Bitcoin generated from White Silk Road 2.0. At a confiscation hearing last week, the judge ordered the self-taught computer expert to hand over $674,000 from his Bitcoin stash. That's around 10.7 Bitcoin at current prices. White was also forced to give up all electronic devices used in relation to Silk Road 2.0. White's antics began when he joined Silk Road as a teenager in 2013. He purchased prescription sleeping pills under the username St XO. He would later take on the moniker Dread Pirate Roberts 2, a reference to Ulbricht's online identity before becoming the mastermind of what he pitched as the new Silk Road. White first graduated to a vendor account after entering a distribution agreement with India-based Meds for Bitcoin. After Ulbricht's arrest, White worked with another user to revive the marketplace. In early 2014, White began winding down his involvement in Silk Road 2.0. However, shortly after White informed Silk Road 2.0's users of his retirement, UK authorities busted his lush waterfront apartment in Liverpool. Police discovered nearly $50,000 worth in computing equipment and close to 500 child exploitation images. Then the National Crime Agency confiscated 50 Bitcoin worth $3.1 million and sealed his case until sentencing four years later. Ulbricht, on the other hand, was arrested in a San Francisco public library. An FBI cybercrime team managed to track down the then 29-year-old, arresting him whilst logged into the darknet marketplace. He was found guilty of all seven charges, including drug trafficking, conspiracy to commit money laundering and conspiracy to commit computer hacking. Then in 2015, Ulbricht was sentenced to two life terms plus 40 years in a Manhattan court. As for White, he was handed a five-year and four-month jail term at Liverpool Crown Court in April 2019. He pleaded guilty to drug trafficking, money laundering and making 464 Category A indecent images of children. Tyrone Surgeon, branch commander at the National Crime Agency, said, quote, This case proves that crime doesn't pay. Not only has he spent the last two years in prison, he now has to hand over nearly $683,000. And finally, in a strange twist of events, both sides in a legal battle over 1.1 million Bitcoin, worth $68 billion, are arguing that Craig Wright is Bitcoin's Satoshi Nakamoto. A Miami jury is being asked to decide if Wright should be forced to share the Bitcoin with the surviving family of his deceased friend Dave Kleinman. Kleinman's brother Ira filed an initial complaint back in May 2018, arguing that Kleinman was Wright's business partner. Back then, the Bitcoin was worth just over $11 billion. Ira alleges that Wright conspired to steal the stash and related intellectual property. But now, thanks to some delays to the civil trial and a 700-plus percent Bitcoin price appreciation, the Kleinman estate's claim is much more valuable. According to Law360, Ira Kleinman's attorney Kyle Roche told the 10 jurors on Monday he only learned of his brother's alleged role in Bitcoin after he was contacted by the Australian Taxation Office. The office was chasing the $40 million in assets associated with WK Info Defence Research LLC. Following Kleinman's death in 2013, Wright filed a lawsuit to transfer WK's assets to Australia. Kleinman says WK is the company under which his brother and Wright mined Bitcoin.
However, rights attorney Amanda McGovern contested the evidence. She told the jury that the W in the company referred to Lynn Wright, Craig White's ex-wife. According to McGovern, Lynn created the company in 2011 and was Dave Kleiman's business partner, not Craig. So she should be the one in control of the Bitcoin. Australian-born Wright has maintained that he's the author of the Bitcoin white paper since 2016, despite consensus from the crypto community at large saying otherwise. Supporters of Wright and his Bitcoin fork Bitcoin Satoshi's vision often highlight a section of Kleiman's 2018 complaint to back up his claim to the Nakamoto name. Kleiman claims that Wright sent an email in March of 2008 to his brother asking for help in editing a paper. Quote, I've been working on a new form of electric money, Bitcash, Bitcoin. You are always there for me, Dave. I want you to be a part of it all, the alleged email read. No doubt Wright supporters and detractors will be listening closely when he takes the stand, which his attorney reportedly confirmed is part of his defence strategy. McGovern also made the jury aware of Wright's autism, which, she said, means that sometimes he is misunderstood. She spoke of his difficult childhood and that his own sister thought of him as strange. McGovern mentioned that at 13, he wore a ninja outfit to a playground while other kids called him a freak. In fact, his love for martial arts continues into childhood, although he's since swapped a ninja suit for a samurai sword at a recent CoinGeek conference. And Wright's keeping his attorneys busy with several suits concerning his claim to the Nakamoto moniker. His legal battle with the Kleiman estate could have implications for his ongoing Bitcoin white paper copyright battle with the pseudonymous Cobra, who hosts Bitcoin.org, a website that displays the white paper. In July, Wright won a copyright case by default, preventing Bitcoin.org from displaying the white paper to the UK. In any case, questions remain as to how the court might enforce the retrieval of the Bitcoin in question. Should Miami jurors decide that Bitcoin was a Craig White and Dave Kleiman collab, aka the two Nakamoto's, although it's not clear that Wright actually controls the private keys to the stash. In May 2020, Wright's credibility was called into question when Kleiman's legal team accidentally released a list of Bitcoin addresses that Wright claimed to own. Of those, 145 had signed a message calling him out as a fraud. And that's your lot. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode, but we realise there's only so much we can cover in just one week's episode. So if you want more of the stories that matter, then check out protos.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the Protos podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or any other major provider for more weekly roundups. We'll be back next week. See you then.